this past week uh, in my uh, reading, I came across a parable, not a biblical parable, but a parable written, a, co- a contemporary parable, that I think um, illustrates a, a point, the point of our reading of the law, at least a point of application from our reading of the law this morning. So I'm going to do something I don't normally do, and that is I'm going to read to you that parable. A day came God's angels appeared before a group of Christians who were worshiping together as a local church. He stood before them and said, the Lord has asked me to distribute some of the gifts of his providence, gifts that will equip you to serve others on his behalf. I heard you singing, take my life and let it be, and and thought this would be just the right time. So first up, I've got the gift of generosity. Is there someone here who would like to serve the Lord through the distribution of vast sums of money? He glanced at a clipboard he held in his hand and added, I should point out that this gift comes with a great deal of cash, 10 or $12 million, and that's just a start. And just about every hand shot up. The angel pointed at a couple people who, with great smiles on their faces, came forward to collect their gift. And now, I've got some rare talents to distribute. Flipping quickly through the pages, he said, I've got a talent, a, a towering intellect, great athleticism, and prime leadership ability. Who would like those? Once more, a great many hands went up, and once more, a group of people approached the front of the room to receive what they had chosen. To each, the angel said, take this and commit it to the glory of God and the good of his people. Each nodded solemnly as they took what was now theirs. Next, I've got high position. It seems that someone here is destined for the corridors of power. Who would like to lead in this way? There were perhaps fewer hands raised this time, but still a good many. And so it went through magnetic personality and preaching ability and musical talent until there were just a few people who remained, a few people who, though they had raised their hands many times, they still uh, had not received their gift, their special calling from the Lord. Don't worry, I've definitely got something for each of you. And it looks like the next item on my list is quadriplegia. Who would like that? After an initial gasp of surprise, the people silence, hands at their sides, eyes steadfastly fixed on the floor. No one wants this one? You all know of Johnny Erickson Tata, don't you? Aren't you thankful for her ministry? Haven't you been blessed and inspired by her? Hasn't her joy spurred on your own faith? Surely someone is willing to serve in the way she has. Every hand remained down. I guess I'll have to come back to that one. How about grievous loss? Who is willing to be bereaved so you can be a blessing to other Christians who will endure a loss of their own? You know, like Elizabeth Elliot. I know how much you love her story. Who is willing to lose a loved one and remain steadfast in your faith to reassure others that you love God, not just because of the good things he has given to you, but because he is worthy of your love? 
The room remained silent and still. Friends, listen, haven't you ever been comforted in your sorrows by someone who has endured the same sorrow? Weren't you thankful that God provided someone who truly understood your pain and who could comfort you with the comfort they had received from the Lord? Aren't you willing or even eager to be that for someone else? Somewhere in the distance, a lawnmower sputtered to life, but there was no other sound beyond the occasional nervous cough. The angel, perhaps a little sorrowful now, began to flip quickly through the sheets of its clipboard. Infertility, widowhood, persecution, miscarriage. Won't anyone take these? Won't anyone accept them? And from the back of the room, a voice finally broke the awkward silence. Do you have any more of those rare talents or high positions? So brothers and sisters, as we um, each have received one of these diverse gifts, or perhaps more than one, diverse gifts from God, um, let us not think that they come in two different categories, the good gifts from God and the bad gifts from God. That's, um, that, that's not the dichotomy that the scriptures present to us. Um, some of God's providences are indeed difficult. Um, that is not even a question. That's something we acknowledge very readily. Um, and some of God's gifts are much easier, but all of them are good because they flow from our Heavenly Father's good and loving hand. Uh, our reading from Ephesians 1 reminds us that we have obtained an inheritance from God. An inheritance. That's what God has, giving, has given to us. Not a curse, not a, a life of, of travail, but he's given to us and inheritance. And it also says that we've been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So whatever providence you've received from the Lord's hand, know that it is according to the purpose of our wise and loving God who is working all things according to the counsel of his will. It would be a sin against his holy character if you resent the gift that he's given to you or if you despise the gift that he's given to you, or if you complain about the gift that he's given to you. One of the gracious promises that we have from our Lord is that he never leaves us or forsakes us, but rather he walks with us through the valleys and through the fiery trials of our, our lives. And it's our responsibility to learn to recognize his sustaining presence and the all-sufficiency of the grace which he gives to us in the various circumstances of our lives. Um, and note what Ephesians 1 verse 12 says as well. Um, it says that we who trust in, in Christ should be doing so to the praise of his glory. We should be doing, living our lives to the praise of his glory. So let us learn to praise the glory of God with every aspect of our lives, which necessarily includes the specific gifts that he has given to you. We are to consecrate these gifts to his service. We are not our own, but we uh, belong to him both in body and soul, in life and death, in joy and in sorrow, and in the circumstances 
that we would never have chosen for ourselves. But God, in his infinite wisdom, has chosen these circumstances for us because he is working all things out according to the wisdom of his counsel. It falls to us to receive what he assigns, to receive it with trust in his goodness and with confidence in his purposes and to the glory of his great name. And if the Lord has convicted you uh, through the reading of this parable of any sin, of discontent or despising uh, what the Lord's providence has brought into your life, or if the Lord has convicted you of any other sin, then know that God is He's merciful. He's quick and ready to pardon and forgive all who truly repent while trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. And because repentance includes confession, we confess our sins to the Lord. And so let's do that now. Let's have a time of, we'll have a time of silence in which we can confess privately our personal sins to the Lord. And after a suitable time of silence, I'll lead us in a corporate confession, a prayer of confession. Let's pray.